Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. You've joined us on the Feast of the Epiphany. Catherine was from a banker's family. She was a wealthy Philadelphia heiress who was actually related to Jackie Kennedy Onassis. And despite her socialite life, her family was very devoutly Catholic. And three times a week, they would open their home to the poor for food and clothing. It was kind of like an early 1900s version of a soup kitchen and a food pantry. But with her socialite life, Catherine loved to travel throughout Europe. It was a big thing to do a grand tour in those days, to see all the great sites, visit the, the fine, uh, most famous cities and, and sites over in Europe. And so one time she was taking a long European vacation when she happened to secure an audience with the Pope. And the Pope looked at her and looked deeply into her eyes and said, You've been given so many great gifts. How are you using them to serve? For some reason, the statement just cut her to the heart. And she came home with a new mission and a new direction for her life. She ended up giving away her inheritance, which was $7 million. In today's money, that'd be like $200 million. Giving it, giving it away to form orphanages and hospitals and, uh, and schools for those who were least fortunate in the society, which at that time was the blacks and the Native Americans. But it would seem too easy for her just to give away money. Once she started giving away the money, she just felt this call to give more and more. But what was the more? The more she discovered was her own life, and she felt God calling her to give away her very life for the service of the poor here in America. And so she founded a congregation called the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, a religious order whose mission was to the poorest in America. And we now know her as St. Catherine Drexel, the second American saint. You know, really giving changes the giver. In fact, it was Jesus himself who said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. When we give, we are changed by the gift that we give. And sacrificing whatever it is, whether it's time or money or just our very lives, it really kind of makes incarnate the love that we profess to have for God and for our neighbor. And so I think it's so significant that these three magi didn't show up empty-handed. They came bringing a gift. Now think about it. They, they didn't know, did not know what they were going to find. They had no idea if they'd even find the king, and it would be almost pointless to have caravans of camels carrying all these gifts if they wouldn't find him. Or even if they found him and he was sitting in a palace surrounded by immeasurable riches, this would be just a drop in the bucket. But they knew that it would be unfitting to encounter a king without bringing gifts and without offering something. And all three of these gifts have very rich significance. They gave him gold because he was the king of kings. They offered him frankincense, which was used for worship, partly because he was true God, but also partly because he was the great high priest who would offer the only fitting act of worship ever in human history when he offered his life on the cross. And of course, they offered him myrrh, which was a preservative that was used for burials, symbolizing that he'd follow in the footsteps of those great prophets who were rejected and killed for their faithfulness. But these three gifts also, I believe, have a significance to us. The gold symbolizes offering God our money and our possessions. You know, think about it, every last penny in our bank account belongs to him anyway. So when we realize that and we start to act as if he actually owned our bank account, we'd find great freedom. Back in the early church in the late 300s, there was a saint by the name of St. Martin of Tours. He was a Roman soldier and a Christian. And on one cold winter day, he was riding his horse and he saw a shivering poor man begging by the side of the road. Without thinking, he took out his sword and he sliced his cloak in two, handing the poor man half of that cloak. And that night, in a dream, he saw Christ standing before him, wearing that half of the cloak that he had given to the poor man. And upon awakening, Martin realized that he had to use all of his goods to serve the Lord. 
And so what does that mean for us? Well, for us, it might mean sacrificially giving to those in need. By sacrifice, I mean that it hurts. Mother Teresa said, give until it hurts. Or if maybe financially helping the church in its mission of evangelization. I think partly it also means not worrying so much about our finances or our housing or our work, but rather just put it on the Lord's hands because it belongs to him anyway. So if gold is a symbol of us giving up our money and our possessions to the Lord, consecrating them to his glory, the frankincense is a symbol for us to give time to God in worship and prayer. Some of you know the Australian Catholic author Matthew Kelly, whose books are often given out at Christmas and Easter here at my parish of St. Jude's. And you know, his conversion was rather unlikely. Yeah, he was always Catholic, born and raised, going to Mass. But as in, in his own words, he said he was restless and unsettled as a teenager. But he had an, an adult mentor that challenged him and said, you know, your bike route to and from school passes by the parish church. Why don't you just stop in for 10 minutes a day? And he began to do just that. And there was somebody there to meet him. Of course, that somebody was Jesus Christ, truly present in the tabernacle. And day after day, he would do this, just 10 minutes a day, stopping in the, in the parish church. And he found a growing peace, a clearer mission, and the love of Christ. Later on, he wrote these pretty powerful words. He said, you know, the most important things in life are rarely urgent. And that's why we need to be intentional and schedule them. It's actually pretty true, right? You think about the things that give life meaning, right? Spending time with family and friends, growing as individuals, our relationship with God. And we'd all agree that these things are critical, but so often we're just about bogged down by our life's many crises that we forget to keep time for those things that we all acknowledge are most important. As I look out on this Sunday morning, I guarantee that every single person in this church can give God more time each day to sit in his presence, to read his word, and just to speak to him from our very hearts. Very few of our spiritual lives are as solid as they should be. And so I challenge you to make a commitment in this new year to give God more. If you pray for two minutes before bed, make it 10. If you pray for 10 minutes, make it 20. Give God more and see if God doesn't give you peace and joy in return. All right, so we've got gold symbolizing us giving God our money, our finances, and our material possessions. We've got the frankincense symbolizing the worship that we give God with the time we spend in prayer and in the sacraments. But finally, we've got myrrh, that bitter substance. And I think that's a symbol of us giving God our sufferings. You know, St. Faustina once said, if angels could be jealous of men, they would be jealous for two reasons, receiving Holy Communion and suffering. How many saints have been made saints simply by suffering well, patiently, joyfully, and offering it all up to Jesus? You know, the youngest child on the path to sainthood is a young girl by the name of Venerable Antoinette Mayo, who was a six-year-old girl who became a saint solely through suffering well. She was diagnosed with bone cancer, obviously at her young age, and she had to lose her leg. But she said to her father one time, I'm very happy that Jesus gave me this problem so that I may be his dearest one. She also remarked, pain is like a fabric. The stronger it is, the more it's worth. Not that suffering itself is good, but when it's immersed in love, it becomes the finest jewel that we can offer to the Lord. And you know, these gifts, when we offer them to God, they change us. It's significant that the gospel ends by saying the Magi returned home by another way. Yeah, that's true in a literal sense, right? They took a different route, but also a spiritual sense. They returned home changed because they were willing to give of themselves their time to make this long and arduous journey and their possessions, laying it down before the Lord. In fact, they, according to tradition, when they returned to their countries, they abandoned their worship of pagan gods 
And then they had to wait 30 years until Christ grew up and sent his apostles out. And when the apostles came to preach to their country, as elderly gentlemen, these three kings, these three magi, converted to Christianity, and all three of them died as martyrs, according to tradition. And that's the same with us, is that when we give more to the Lord, we find that we ourselves are changed. I sometimes wonder if our faith is so small just because we're unwilling to give of ourselves, truly give of ourselves to the Lord. You know, St. John Vianney said, if people did for God what they're willing to do for the world, what great number of Christians would become saints? I think sometimes our relationship with the Lord is transactional, right? We pray only because we want stuff from him. Sometimes it's perfunctory. We do just the bare minimum to check a box. Sometimes it's half-hearted, right? We love God, but only if it means we don't have to make any major changes in our life. And we wonder why we never experience him or why we're making no progress in the spiritual life. My friends, in this new year, I want to challenge you to be unafraid to give fully. Consecrate to the Lord your treasure and your possessions. Give him your prayer time, more prayer time, where there's a space in your life for him to move. And offer him your day-to-day sufferings, the small ones and the big ones. Just offer more of yourself to him. Perhaps you may even find yourself changed and returning home by a different way. (laughs) 